Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike, coming at you solo for Locked On Clips, part of the Locked On NBA Network. We bring you Clippers news five days a week. In case you somehow missed it, the Clippers ended up taking their first blow, getting the first dub against Dallas at home there in Dallas. Clippers won. Uh, I'm going to be focusing today more on the second win. Today is Sunday, the day that I'm recording this, and the Clippers blew the Mavs out essentially with a 106-81 to win. I'm going to talk about what's worked for the Clips, uh, what I've liked so far is what I didn't like, give you a quick little quick hitter on how the Clippers have evened up this series. Um, if you have the day off, uh, I hope that you're enjoying it. And if for some reason you got to come into work today, hey, I hope that this is brightening up your day. Anyways, let's get into it. Before I do, got to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of the locked on rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. You are locked on Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so if you somehow missed it, which I doubt you did if you're listening to this show, the Clippers pulled out a 118 to 108 win over the Mavs. Just an incredible performance. They really led for three out of four quarters in this one after a horrendous start, which saw them down almost 19 points. Um, the Clippers were able to rally back, largely behind immense performances from Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Uh, Kawhi in that game had 36 points, eight rebounds, and three assists with a steal and two blocks, which is just insane. Getting it done on both ends of the court whereas Paul George had 29 points, seven boards, four assists with a steal, only a single turnover for those four assists. So really, really great stuff there. Um, look, I think the biggest thing that we saw in this game was a different level of grit from the Clippers. And I know that some of this was spurned on by the Mavs. Um, there was especially some very hard fouls on Terrence Mann from Willie Cauley-Stein. Now, that is apparently something that the two players talked about. Uh, so moving forward, perhaps things will be a, a, a bit different. Uh, however, I, I think that it was just sort of the type of A, back against the wall, and B, sort of like almost personal sort of a front that this team needs to really be successful um, I, I love what we saw in that game early on. I, I texted my co-host, Charles Mockler, who will be back soon, um, that win or lose in that game three, just the grit that they showed, I, I think, was immense. And um, it, it was apparent all throughout the game. Uh, as I said, they did win three quarters that game, outscoring the Mavs uh, in quarter two through quarter four. Uh, 32 to 27 in the second quarter, 26 to 25 in the third, and 29 to 22 in the final frame. That's after being outscored 34 to 31 in the first quarter, which, as I said, um, you know, the Clippers rallied back after a 19 point deficit. Things were looking really rough. I got to be honest, uh, I'm a huge fan of this team, obviously. Uh, I've 
follow them for every game. But this was one that I was ready to kind of turn off early, and I'm glad that I didn't. Uh, this was exactly what I wanted to see from the Clippers, the kind of resiliency to take a punch um, and really just come back swinging. Uh, it was really everything that you could hope for. We saw the first real big adjustment from Ty Lu uh, moving Reggie Jackson into the starting lineup. And I think that a lot of us sort of had our questions as to whether or not that was the right move. Um, certainly, look, uh, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I was a fan of what Reggie was able to do in the regular season. I think that he was great. I mean, he you know he led one of the league's leading offenses uh, for the majority of their games. So clearly, the track record is there. But in the playoffs, he has not fared as well. However, Pat Beverly had been a net negative in all games leading up to this. So it certainly seemed like a prudent move to make some sort of adjustment to the guard. Now, I was still surprised that at times on the floor we would see multiple guards. I think with such a forward-heavy team, it, uh, it, it kind of, I, I don't know, it makes me question some of the lineups, I guess, if, if we're running out multiple guards um, when we certainly have the capability to go much larger. However, Ty Lu made yet another adjustment coming into game four, and this one saw Nick Batum in the starting lineup as the center. We went with a small ball lineup, and it was immensely successful. The Clippers ended up outscoring the Mavs 106 to 81. Holding the Mavs to a mere 81 points is quite the feat, especially at home. Uh, and it was a thing of beauty to watch the way the Clippers sort of silenced this Dallas Mavericks home crowd. Uh, once again, the stars showed out in this one. Kawhi had 29 points, 10 boards, three assists, two steals, and two blocks. Only three turnovers. Well, I mean, he had a one-to-one assist to turnover ratio. So if you listen to the show, you know that's that's not exactly favorable for me. Uh, but all in all, he had a great game. Once again, he was unstoppable in the paint. Uh, I think that's been a huge key is that just the Clippers being able to exploit those mismatches a little bit better, especially when Luka is on the floor. Um, you know, I I don't know the extent of his injury. Uh, however, I think that it will be important going forward to attack him defensively anytime he's on the floor. More paint touches for the Clippers is always a good thing. It has been all season long. However, Kawhi wasn't alone in this one. Uh, Paul George chipped in his own 20 points with nine boards and three assists. Uh, he also had three turnovers, so once again, one-to-one ratio there. Uh, but he was incredible. Um, he struggled a little bit with his game, uh, just from an efficiency standpoint, he only shot 38% overall from the floor, but he did shoot 50% from three. And I think that that's what matters. I think that, um, being able to sort of knock down those shots from deep and, and space out this defense is what's going to make this a long series and tip the entirety of the series in the Clippers favor. Also helping to tie this one up. Uh, Reggie Jackson came in really big. Uh, he shot 42% from the floor over all 38% from three. He finished with 15 points, five boards, two assists, no turnovers, which is really surprising. You know, I'm a big stickler for the assist to turnover ratio and Nick Batum in his move to the starting lineup finished with 10 points, 
five boards, four steals, and two blocks, which is just insane. Uh, Nick Batum just really getting it done on both ends of the floor. Such a huge uh, piece in this sort of uh, Clippers scheme, especially when they opt to go with less guards and go a little bit bigger, a little bit more forward heavy. Now, Marcus Morris in this one had a much more efficient night than what we've seen from him in the past. Uh, he finished with nine points, eight rebounds, two assists, but he shot 60% from the floor and 50% from three. Uh, you know, looked looked really, really good. Um, he avoided fouling out in this one. Uh, just three personal fouls throughout the whole game in nearly 30 minutes. So uh, that's definitely an upswing for Morris. Um, certainly not the best plus minus on the team. Uh, and, you know, like one of the lesser of the starters. But, you know, that's not the only stat to look at in wins like this. So uh, I got to keep I got to continually shout out Marcus Morris because I feel like sometimes we are only calling him out when he's having a bad game, and we're not giving him his roses well enough when he's having great games. Avica Zubats in this one moved to the bench. Um, you know, we we did not see any more surge in this one, so I I don't know truly what the future is with Serge's injury. It's something to keep an eye on for sure. I'm hoping that they can get the back situation under control and we can see him in the second round. Um, it's one of those things that I have been going back on for back and forth on on whether the Clippers just need to have been adjusted uh, as well as they could be to not have him in a playoff series, certainly after he missed, you know, the majority of the regular season. But as I said, Zoo did come off the bench in this one. He finished with five, five points and seven boards. Uh, he did end up fouling out in this game, though it was, I don't know, some of the, like the loose ball foul was a little bit suspicious. Um, if you ask me, I think that some of those were um, not what I would call playoff level fouls. So that's a little bit difficult. But overall, uh, the Clippers team has also been bouncing back from their three point shooting slumps. They shot 39% as a team while the Mavs fell way past earth, shooting just 16.7%. Uh, and Luca in this one really, really struggled. And I would like to give 100% of the credit to the defense, but I know that that's not the case. Um, clearly, the shoulder or whatever is bothering him. He was 9 of 24 from the field for just 38%, and just 1 of 7 from 3 from for 14%. That makes him a lot easier to guard, is the big thing. Like, I don't just want to throw numbers at y'all. Um, but that, that makes him a lot easier to guard when that step back isn't falling consistently. Um, so that is definitely an interesting sort of change in the Clippers' favor. Uh, all in all, really excited to see what the Clippers can do taking this one back home. I will be at that next game, so I'll be uh, following up with... You know, everything that happens in that game four matchup at home for the Clippers, as well as just giving you any updates that I can glean from the floor, sort of how, how everyone is feeling body language wise and so forth. 
Right now, Clippers are looking really good. I have to be honest, I'm hesitant to, to use the phrase in the driver's seat as it's burned us before in the past, but right now they're looking really, really good. And I think that they've made the adjustments that they needed to make. Uh, they have made moves in a positive direction. And actually, before I get out of here, I also wanna give a huge shout out to Terrence Mann. Um, as I alluded to, look, I think that sort of his play in that game three, um, even if it didn't, if it didn't jump off sort of the box score, uh, him just being there was massive. Uh, he, you know, he he only had four points in that game three, but I still think that you know the Mavs sort of going at him and targeting him was a huge sort of catalyst into the Clippers sort of um, igniting and and being able to to dig in and get the grit to get this win in game four in game four um he only had a single point and a single board in 15 minutes of action but once again he looked super impactful on the floor so i think that that has been sort of one of the positive adjustments that we've seen and all in all um, gives me hope for him to be a rotation player both in the playoffs and as this team moves forward. So that's going to do it for me today. Uh, I will be back with you uh, tomorrow with a longer sort of recap on the weekend. Uh, we'll get Chuck Mockler's thoughts and sort of what he's thinking. But before I get out of here, I got to let you know, hey, Indeed.com, Look, if you're listening to this podcast, you're definitely the hiring expert for your company, and what you really need is help making your short list of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three, post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet the must-need qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy with tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fits your job description immediately, and Indeed skills tests that on average reduces hiring time by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests or add your own and then add must-have requirements so, so you only pay for the applicants that meet them. According to Talentnist, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. So get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com locked. Indeed.com locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you so much for listening. As I said, I am William the Opinion Updike. We here at Locked on Clippers come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. We would love to have your listen. And as always, hey, I appreciate you.